The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. In business, you have to play to win. You need an edge. You'll find that edge in the business locker room. Hey, business is like sports, and I want to bring the locker room to the boardroom. Giving you the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. With compelling interviews, cutting-edge business tactics and ideas, and the X's and O's segment with Miles Austin. I welcome in my good friend, Miles Austin. Welcome to the business locker room. Now, here is your host, Kelly Riggs. Hey, great to have you on board, Biz Locker Radio. Welcome to the show, operating at the intersection of sports and business. And I can assure you, you are in the right place. If you're looking to improve your business performance, whether you own a business, sell a product, manage a team, lead a company, you've definitely come to the right place. Experts in sales, marketing, social media, business strategy, leadership, so much more, including today, by the way, We'll add a new uh, column to there, and that is entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurship today, talk about some things that you can do different. Got a fantastic guest lined up. But first, tell you a little bit about the show, something that's new about Biz Locker Radio. We're live on Blab, and it's great to have you guys joining us in, joining us from Blab. Live video, that's going to become the way the show goes over the course of time. In fact, a couple of big announcements coming down the road on our show October 5, expecting to debut some very new things there. So you want to make sure you bookmark the show on Blab. Find us online, bizlockerradio.com. And, boy, do we have a lineup of guests coming over the next couple of months. If you're in the sales world or you're an entrepreneur, you definitely want to be checking in and checking up on the on Biz Locker Radio Jeb Blunt will join me on the 5th, and I'm really excited about that as we get the new aspects of the show going. Jeb Blunt of SalesGravy.com will be along, and we'll talk sales and everything about sales through the month of October. Hey, by the way, I'm Kelly Ray. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at BizLockerRadio.com. Listen to past shows, and by the way, do what I do. Download the podcast from iTunes. The guests that we have and the material and the content that come out of the show is absolutely phenomenal, and you're going to want to listen to it over and over again. So I I subscribe to the podcast, download it onto my iPhone, and I listen to it on my daily commute when I'm going out and traveling, calling on customers. I've got these incredible episodes of business experience behind me. This is show number 70, and we're calling it Mentoring for Entrepreneurs. My guest this week is a gentleman by the name of John Fraser, and he's the host of a show called Biz Buzz America. It was called Biz Buzz Florida. He debuted in Florida, and I'm going to talk to him about that, but he's going national. He's moving to Austin. In fact, he's in that process right now, moving over to Austin. It is America's Entrepreneur TV talk show. John is a serial entrepreneur and one of the leading social media contributors on this topic 
and we're going to talk about what, what business entrepreneurship is all about. He's interviewed some of the really, really big names, big stars in business, guys like Simon Sinek, who wrote Start With Why, among other things, Peter Thiel, who wrote Zero to One, John Taffer, Bar Rescue, one of my favorite shows, and we're going to learn from his experience. So he joins us online. John Fraser, how are you? Welcome to the show. Kelly Riggs, I appreciate you inviting me on. Well, I know uh, you're in the process of moving, right? <laughs> right in the thick of it, for sure, yes. I'm, so I'm actually moving doing Florida to here. Austin. I'm, yes. Uh, well, I'm originally from Austin, Texas, and, you know, I think my home was calling me and saying, this is the place that I should be launching BizBuzz America. Rightfully so. It's Austin, Texas today is considered by the Coffin Foundation's recent uh, research uh, shows that this is the newest mecca for startups and entrepreneurs. Um, and uh, Silicon Valley has bowed out of that number one position. Wow. That's interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about BizBuzz Florida. you got this thing going as a television program. And clearly, you got enough traction not only to make it successful there in Florida, but now to go national out of Austin. Tell us a little bit about the show, how it got started. Okay, sure. Uh, so I'm originally from Austin, Texas. I, you know, I'm a. I suppose some people want to call me a serial entrepreneur, and that simply means to me that, uh, in my case, that I've been an entrepreneur way before it was Vogue, going back 30 years. Um, and when I was in the uh, Florida uh, area, I was uh, I was exposed to some small business awards, and and during that process, I think I may have misspoke a little bit and said to a group of of uh, influential gentlemen that I didn't think that Florida businesses, at least in the Tampa area, would uh, blip. Uh, when compared to the ones that are coming out of Austin. And so somebody very boldly said, well, Mr. Frazier, if you really feel that way, why don't you go do something about it? And I'm not one to stand down a challenge like that. So I started BizBus Florida three weeks later. Wow. <laughs> and on television, too. I mean, it wasn't like you just ran out and, you know, bought a little radio time. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, actually, uh, Kelly... Uh, BizBuzz Florida was a radio show. Um, it was broadcast across three radio stations. And, and really what happened was uh, I went to my radio partners and I said, hey, you know, I want to know what your, my metrics are. And they couldn't provide them to me. And I simply told them that I was asking because our network guys are telling me that by our third episode, we had reached 140,000 listeners. And wow. I, I, re I really had nothing to compare that to. So I didn't realize that that was pretty groundbreaking. Um, and so uh, here I am in Austin, Texas, uh, a year later. And uh, in the winter of this year, BizBus America will be launched. And uh, we're quite excited about the whole, the whole program. Well, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity for you, I know, but a lot of opportunity for people tuning in. Obviously, the reason I want to talk to you on this show 
is the experience and the wisdom you bring, not only as an entrepreneur, a tech founder, tech startup guy, but having interviewed all of these people, uh, t- tell me something that sticks out for you and the people that you've had on the show. What are some of the really consistent traits that you see among successful entrepreneurs? You know, ultimately, what I want to do is see how we can take some of that and maybe translate it into the people who are listening today. <clears throat> Sure. I think that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it just a little bit different and not necessarily answer it based on a small space uh, of, of a show, but maybe across a, a more of a 30-year experience that I had. So I, I feel like um, at one point in my life, I spent 12 years as a director-producer, hence why I'm doing, why I'm relaunching BizBuzz Florida into a TV show. And mm-hmm. and I was really blessed. Uh, I was really blessed, Kelly, because I literally was able to produce. I, I produced live concerts for rock and country stars. So, when, when you're standing on the sidelines and working with with big names like that, I, I begin to kind of draw a, I, I suppose, kind of an analysis about what made them really that successful. And I would find one type of person would go out and go stand on stage and say, man, I'm the coolest guy in the world, and you guys are lucky you know, that I'm here performing for you. And then you had another mindset of people who would go out uh, and say, geez, you know what? I owe it all to you, and I hope that I'm here and able to perform and entertain, and entertain my audience. And so... Those two different mindsets, the, the grateful attitude of, of a star, uh, really made them, really made them who they are. And, and I think gave them, uh, longevity in this business. Right. And I think that's true. I think that's true for entrepreneurs too. If they would learn to, uh, to have, uh, to, to, to make sure that on a daily basis that they're grateful for the opportunities. Uh, you said it, that my TV show was an opportunity for me. I say it's really an opportunity for other people. And I really feel that that the onus then is on me to deliver, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, that's interesting. If you're just tuning in on Blab, by the way, I've got uh, Mr. John Frazier on uh, the line, and we're talking about his show, BizBuzz America, more specifically We're talking about his experience both as an entrepreneur and a guy who's interviewed tons of different entrepreneurs. And let me, uh, by the way, remind you, you can find him, biz, B-I-Z, buzz, B-U-Z-Z, America.com. BizBuzzAmerica.com. Follow him on Twitter at BizBuzzAmerica as well. Well, you know, the question that immediately comes to mind because I'm a curious type is, uh, what were some of the uh, acts that you were promoting from the state? Anybody big-time famous? No, I, I didn't promote anybody. I was simply a director and producer. So oh, the, uh, record, the record labels would come to me uh, or, in a couple of cases, artists directly. And and uh, I, I was simply producing a show for them, either for TV or it could be for DVD release. Sure. Well, these guys in the entertainment business today, John, many of them are absolutely entrepreneurs, right? I mean, in fact, they can even... They are. Kelly, Kelly, they are, and I think that they're probably, uh, their business model is probably one of the toughest ones out there because unlike 
unlike 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, you know, people uh, 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 releasing a CD was part of their income model. Today, right. you know, that that's almost like um, a loss leader, which is kind of ridiculous, but that's really what it amounts to. And that they have to get out there and hustle every moment. Uh, you know, I mean, they got to get out there and hustle and, and perform. And that's how they're actually getting their income base. Yeah, it's, it's an enormous amount of work. If you've never known anybody in the music business, not only do you have to get up and play, many times you have to wear multiple hats. But that, that's exactly what we're talking about, John. I mean, the... the, the Absolutely. Yeah, they're wearing a lot of hats, aren't they? A lot of hats. You know, in some cases... I'm, well, of course, the bigger artists have multiple layers of management. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of those hats are distributed down or, or delegated down to other people. But... Definitely, they do. Well, what in your experience in dealing with those guys and other entrepreneurs, what are some of the typical major mistakes that, that you see entrepreneurs make? I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of the data, and typically most businesses don't make it through the first couple of years strictly because of financing. But uh, outside of something like that, what are some of the real serious mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make uh, that, that are easily changed if, if they just knew what they were doing? Well, you know what, Kelly? I think that uh, I mean you're asking me to uh, to give you a mistake, um, and that may be if I have to literally just hone in onto one solid thing. It would be this: that a lot of people don't realize that they've got to take care of, if you will, for a lack of a better term, number one, before they can actually go out and execute a business. And what I'm what I'm really saying there is is that the principal or the individual entrepreneur um, needs to take care of themselves. They've got uh, they've got to actually create a successful mindset, uh, irrespective of to the dynamics of their particular uh, service or or uh, product. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Give me a sense of perhaps where you've seen somebody not do that. I mean, what does it look like to somebody who's listening today? Who's not doing that? I, I yeah, think I mean, there's a lot of those. I, I'm not sure I could characterize that that, that simple, but uh, other than uh, perhaps the plethora of failures that you see out there in startups. Right. And you... <laughs> You know, you don't have to look very hard, unfortunately. Uh, I had a conversation conversation after lunch uh, today about uh, someone was telling me about a business they're starting, and they said, well, you know, I've got a business plan. I've got this software package and this idea and all that kind of thing. And as I listened to them describe it, it sounded an awful lot like a lot of other products or services that I've seen. I'm not going to be the one to rain on their parade, John, but it, it seems like at least one of the major mistakes that people make is they just simply don't do their homework. Uh, yeah, sure. That's that, Obviously, that's that's one element. Um, so you wanted to talk to me about mentoring, and I told you before we got on the air, I said, you know, actually the, the whole notion of mentoring is not really, um, I'm not a big fan of. Um, yeah, you and you're not a part of it. And part, part of the reason is is that the concept of mentoring is generally thought of uh, of a 
of guidance being given by somebody who is either a person out here or even a friend, okay, to help to help build or or, some, or, or advise a person on, on starting a business. And the reason why I go is because of the friend element in this thing. I, I say that, you know, uh, starting a small business and being an entrepreneur today is not for the faint of heart. I think that, uh, and this kind of goes back into uh, the, the, the notion of what a successful mindset can really do for you, but um, I think that as you get out like you pointed out, okay, so they're, they're all their focus is on what? It's on their business plans and uh, repeat, repeat what you were saying from lunch. Well, they, I think you know, I've got a business plan and I, you know, I've got uh, an idea and I've got a product that we're working on and some things like that, but uh, they, they sort of get enamored many times with, with what they're doing and, and fail to get out of, outside of themselves in the marketplace and see what they might have to compete against. She's absolutely for sure. For sure. And and the the successful mindset, so if it's an existing business, Kelly, the big, big mistake that people make is that they're working in their business and not on their business. Are you familiar with this term? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and and of course, that kind of creates tunnel vision, if you will. Right. Now, uh, on the startup, very similar things happen like that um, because people do they they uh, they get so involved in the semantics if you will of of a startup business so and they and again they just fail to realize the important aspect of uh, again I'm gonna just repeat it again of really creating a successful mindset I really believe that that is the the uh, the crux to create a successful business. A couple of minutes before we go to our first break, my guest is John Fraser, BizBuzz America. Well, you, you, you've thrown that out there a couple of times, so let me go after it. Uh, what, what does that mindset yeah. look like? What does the mindset look like? Yeah, I mean, what, how would you describe it? What's the, what's the appropriate so, mindset? Oh, okay. I'm assume so here. So look at I say if I'm starting up, Kelly, I say if yeah, I'm starting sure. up a business, you want to throw a brick at me, I'm going to welcome that brick and build a foundation on it. Uh, and, and and that's kind of a funny way to look at it, but uh, out there in the marketplace, you've got naysayers that you're going to uh, be approached by, and that could be friends, family, or even people um, who don't even know you. You're going to have people around you that... that uh, Jealousy will set in. Um, so, again, you've got to your 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 mindset has got to be extremely clear about why why you're doing what you're doing, and and not only why, but but also the the why actually kind of develops uh, a confidence level and provides you for the framework, if you will, about your entire business. Right. I got a question on Blab, by the way. Let me answer that for you. They ask, why, why am I not interviewing you on Blab? Normally we would be. John is uh, in a place right now where he doesn't have access to technology and uh, the show being live. We've got to do uh, the show. Good question. Right. 
Heart Launch Media. Appreciate your question. Also, I got another question uh, for my good friend Jack Kozakowski. How do we get the laggards to cross the chasm? <laughs> that sounds so much like Jack. How do you get people to 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 come across and 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 have the same sort of fire in their belly that you do? Or, or John, can you, is that something you could even do as you go along? I think you can. And and uh, uh, I touched on it just briefly, but. Um, Kelly, are you familiar with the concept of, of why in terms of oh, answering sure. that yourself? You sure. So what, what is your why? Uh, my why personally is, is, is relationship-driven. The reason I do BizLocker Radio is to meet people like you. So I'm trying to build okay. a network of, of people that, that I can interact with and, and do some different things along the way. Okay, very cool. So with my show... Part of my why happens to be the fact that I define success really uh, by the impact that I can have on the other people and helping them reach their own goals. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, it's, and, and a lot of that is just purely because I feel like, you know, uh, no matter what kind of client you are, I have been, I have crossed that chasm. I really have. Uh, over the past 30 years, and if I can bring that, uh, if I can bring that to um, the table and share those experiences with people, um, I actually just spread my success around a little bit, a little bit more than actually trying to go out and create my own success. You bet. Hey, let's take a time out, John. I'm going to come back on the other side. Let's continue that conversation. Uh, my buddy Jack on Blab has got an interesting follow-up question. I'll run by you as well. Hey, you're listening to Biz Locker Radio on Voice America. Great to have you alongside us. You can find us at bizlockerradio.com. Great shows coming up down the road. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back on the other side with John Fraser. We'll talk more about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and perhaps uh, find out more about the idea of mentoring entrepreneurs. I'm Kelly Rick. Stay with us. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. For more information on hiring this two-time National Salesperson of the Year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit bizlockerroom.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jeff Shore, author of Be Bold and Win the Sale. More great business ideas straight ahead in the Business Locker Room. 
It's great to have you back on Biz Locker Radio. Find us at bizlockerradio.com. By the way, in our final segment, uh, after our final timeout, we'll have my buddy Miles Austin on board. He will join us on Blab, by the way. Live video, Miles Austin, the web tools guy. And we're going to talk about an interesting tool today. You can book me. So it'd be interesting. He comes up with all of these tools, and, and then I just let him run with it. But he's always got something great for us to talk about. We're joined today by John Frazier. He's the host of Biz Buzz America. It's, the, it's America's entrepreneur TV talk show. And before we went to uh, break, we were talking about why. And, and then one of the questions I have is, well, why would you ask them why? They need to know how. What do, you, what, what do you have in mind, and how do you answer that question? When people don't know how, are we wasting our time with the why? I'm not sure I understand that question. <laughs> you, you're, well, you're talking I mean, about now. You're talking about the the process. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, I think people get down and tactically they want to say, "Hey, look, we can we can talk fundamentally, theoretically about why and purpose." But it comes down to if people don't know how or don't want to learn how. I mean, how do you cross that deal? How do you how do you get people who well, are not willing to invest in their own improvement? You know what? I, I, uh, well. I think that people who want to discount it the way you tried is, uh, I, I think that they're uh, setting themselves up for failure, personally. <laughs> I mean, the, the primary responsibility of a company, in my opinion, is to serve its customers. And people, especially on startups, uh, you know, profit is not the primary goal. It's rather the condition, if you will, for the company's continued existence and sustainability. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, th- I think I think money's how you keep score, whether or not you're doing it well. Exactly. There you go. In fact, you know what? I think probably the one of the uh, big influencers in my life that really laid out that notion years and years ago is Peter Drucker. But I think that if you can't reach into the bottom of your gut and answer the why... The how won't even you won't even, you might as well write off the how because you won't be around to execute how. That's just right. My I mean, yeah, no, I, I I haven't agree with that. I think it's an interesting counterpoint. You know, I, I think people begin to focus more on their how when they have a genuine purpose. Uh, you know, that their why is driving them. But it, w- without purpose, I mean, people are just going to sort of you know, do the minimum necessary. I mean, assuming they're not motivated, I, I think I think the why, John, almost always relates to that internal motivation. If people buy into your why, uh, then they're ready sure. to roll. But if they don't buy into your why, sure. they go somewhere. And, and you know what, Kelly? You just brought up a really good point. You asked me earlier, you know, what uh, what's, what's one of the big failure reasons? Well, there you go. If you don't have that, uh, people literally, uh, they're... One of the conditions that really causes failure out there, a lot of people think it's strictly lack of money. I say it's lack of action. And that action is largely motivated by your why. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's interesting. So let's take the remaining time that we've got, John, and you've got just a wealth of experience and and knowledge and conversations that you've had with some of the, the really big names in business out there. If you were going to sit down and give us a, a short three-point lesson as, as entrepreneurs, you've got, you've got a, cl- a class full of entrepreneurs sitting here. Give, give us a three-point three lesson, three lesson on 
absolutely things that we've got to do as entrepreneurs in order to be successful. We've, we've got a good why. We've got a strong why. Uh, and, and we've got to communicate that well. What, come, what comes after that? What comes after that? Well, I think uh, a, a well-executed uh, business, I, I would have to say. I think... Well, I mean, um, no, go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Sure. I mean, in terms of a well-executed business, I mean, entrepreneurs, here's my experience. Entrepreneurs come into business uh, for a number of reasons. One, they think they can do it better themselves or they don't want to be shackled by corporate America or or they've got a great idea, right? But they get out in the middle of the business. They find out, holy cow, this thing's a little more difficult than I thought it was. And they tend to make some of the same mistakes over and over. I, I know I did. I would have loved to have had a guy like you whispering in my ear along the way and clearly having a why beyond I just don't want to work for other people or I want to be my own boss uh, would have, would have right. made it a little easier. But I was driven. I mean, I, I was a driven guy, but I still made boatloads of mistakes that I think entrepreneurs probably trip over the same rakes over and over again. Do you see that? Uh, I do, absolutely. I think one of the things you can do as an entrepreneur, and and I think this has been proven over the years, Tony Robbins once said this, is that don't don't invent, reinvent the wheel. Find somebody who has literally achieved the level of success that you're looking for and figure out what makes those people tick. And if you, if you can adopt and, and create that sort of mindset and also figure out what his execution strategy is, you too can do that. Boy, I tell you that to me that that just absolutely nailed it on the head. You know when I when I started my first company, I got to tell you I wasn't worried about anybody else. I was worried about me. I was worried about um, you know getting the right product and get you know and and I had to hire people, but they were almost just like like tools, you know, in in the shed. You know, you just pulled them out and used them the way you, the way you needed to. And I couldn't understand why people <laughs> weren't nearly as motivated as I was. So, Kelly, you asked me about the how and what should an entrepreneur do. I would say keep an eye out for my book that I'm getting ready to release in November called Hack Your Business. I think that this book is going to be a very memorable book for entrepreneurs in the sense that these are actionable tactics that a a business owner can literally open my book up and read it. It's actually being written as a child's book, incidentally, which is going to be fun. (laughs) But, but you, you'll be able to open it up and point your finger at number 29 and go, you know what, I just did that, and John is right, that works. And it's because all of those things in Hack Your Business, this new book, are things that I have successful, successfully tried and executed myself. Oh, very good. Hey, give, give, me a, give me a sneak peek. Give, give me one or two of those. I will. I will. Well, here, here's, here's one that... Any of anybody in your audience can actually go out, including you, Kelly, and execute, and you'll see instant results from it. So all small business owners and entrepreneurs believe that if they could only get on the radio or have an article written for them or go on, the t- uh, go on a TV show and be interviewed, that would be groundbreaking for them. It would be the best piece of marketing that they could get, and certainly one of the more uh, affordable pieces of marketing. Do you agree? Okay. So here's here's how they do this. So 
So there is a website called helpareporter.com. And Help all you have to do... Huh? Helpareporter.com. Helpareporter.com. So, Kelly, what you can do is go to helpareporter.com, go find your area of expertise, and and literally uh, create... It's a free account you can create, and every single day you will get an email from them on from reporter... Well, it's a, it's a synopsis from a reporter's that write articles to TV hosts, to radio hosts, uh, to bloggers who are looking for insight expertise in your particular area. And it's gotcha. all you have to, and all, all their contact information is there, is all you have to do is reach back out uh, to them. So when, when I discovered that as a, as a uh, as I call it, a growth hacking tool, uh, I tested it myself. And so... The first batch of emails I got or I received was looking for somebody to give their favorite entrepreneur quotes. I'm I'm very big on that because I like inspirational inspirational things for my audience. So I reached out, I gave them that, and and literally within two weeks, um, that whole that whole submission was published. So there you go. All right, How's that one. Uh, uh, Help a com. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I never heard of that before. Okay, so what you're saying is a very inexpensive hack, a way to get some publicity and exposure for your business that normally you probably have to pay thousands of dollars to get. Fair statement. Absolutely, absolutely. And and and, and two. Uh, You'll see radio interviews out there. Kelly, that might be a good one for you if you want to really spice up your life on the radio. Get out there and you can, you can join. How about that? <laughs> anyway, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just playing with you. Sure. So the name of your new book coming out is? Hack Your Business, My Top Actionable Growth Hacking Tactics for Small Businesses. How's that for us? title. Outstanding. Hack Your Business by John Frazier. Again, he's going national with Biz Buzz America, America's entrepreneur TV show, TV talk show. By the way, uh, when, I, when I was on your website, uh, you could, uh, I don't know how you live up to this, my friend, but uh, one of your marketing tags was Jimmy Fallon meets Forbes for small business. <laughs> if you're going to be Jimmy Fallon, you have got some very big shoes to fill. Are you gonna do Are you gonna do musical impressions on your show? <laughs> uh, well, actually, no. You know what? I didn't actually put it up there so I could be Jimmy Fallon. I actually put it up there to give him a target with me. Oh, I teach him I, how to do an entrepreneur show. <laughs> oh, I, I thought maybe you would wind up doing the history of rap with Justin Timberlake. You know? No, yeah. no, no, no. But I, no, in all truthfulness, no. It, the the notion was really that our format is going to be very similar. It'll be lighthearted. It'll be fun information about entrepreneurism. Yeah, you bet. No, I think it's a, I think That's, it's a great deal. I can't yeah. wait for it to come out. Uh, so it's coming uh, out in the uh, fall of this year. BizBuzzAmerica.com where you can get more information. Hey, we're going to take our final time out, and we're going to come back on the other side. My good friend, Miles Austin, will join us. We'll do the X's and O's segment of the show as we do every week. We drop some plays on the board. Well, 
he brings a tool to the table. We start talking about what it can do for your business. Hey, John, great to have you. Best wishes to you. Thank Before you. How the book goes as well. Let me know how I can help. Cal, you're a rock star. Appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. We're going to take our time out. I'm Kelly Riggs. This is the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio on Voice America. Stay with us. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a sales strategist and leadership coach. Now in his ninth year as founder and president of the Business Locker Room, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon or at bizlockerroom.com. For more information on hiring this two-time National Salesperson of the Year to speak at your next event or to train your leadership team, visit bizlockerroom.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Dan Walshman, and you're listening to the Business Locker Room Show with Kelly Riggs. Hey, great to have you back on Biz Locker Radio. BizLockerRadio.com. And if you're joining us on Blab, you'll see my good friend, Miles Austin. We go into the X's and O's segment. By the way, we continue to refine. We're going we're gonna to get this whole platform figured out. Blab is new. And, uh, in fact, Miles is doing a lot of work on the back end to uh, help us set some of those pieces and parts up. But uh, October the 5th. By the way, Jack Kozakowski joining us on Blab. I need to talk to you, Jack. Jack is supposed to be on the show next week, next Monday. But I can't have a show next week. Uh, emergency change, unfortunately. Not going to be able to do that, Jack, so I'm going to get you rescheduled. But we will come back live on Blab October the 5th. And of course, you can always hear us right here on Voice America. You can catch us on a podcast on iTunes. But great stuff always available. So, Miles, uh, thanks for joining us. You don't look like you're ready to shoot yourself, but those four Seahawks um, struggling. You just... Do you just wake up every morning looking for a way to just abuse me? Is that it? <laughs> My God. You know, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm actually a fan. I mean, I do. I, I like me some Seahawks, and I, I like you, Miles. And yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm proud of the way you're able to hold it together, you know. And <laughs> hey, we are, yeah, all I know is it's only two games in, and uh, we had a bad start last year as well. But, yeah, we're – there's a little concern. I, I think we've kind of got, we got some issues to, to address, obviously, probably more internal. Kozakowski says your background should be 0-2 with a dead bird. Man, he's brutal. Hey, we, we've got a brand-new tool to talk about this week. And uh, By the way, he I, wonders why he's canceled next week, Kozakowski. Yeah, That's yeah. why. Obvious by now. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, you, you've got a great tool for us to talk about today. You can book me. You can book dot me. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Kelly, I think it answers the question, and there's several different approaches to this, but it answers the question that anyone in business, and a lot of times even us in a personal lives, have, and that is to try to coordinate two people, three people or more, to find a common date and time that we can meet for an appointment, right. for a phone call, a face-to-face, uh, a web chat, whatever it might be. Um, it just is still too difficult, I believe, unless you either have an assistant who just does all the work for you, but it's still frustrating, or uh, you have technology that can do it for you. And what I like about the approach that uh, you can book.me um, includes and how they do it is it makes it so there's no pain, there's no friction. You just you go in, you engage, you know that whatever you pick is already open on the other party or party's calendars, and it's done. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I spend... Boy, there's times, especially if it's more than one person, we might spend a week of lost time back and forth. You add time zone differences or um, European time zones or other world. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. And I really think that um, it's just, it's really a necessary technology today to use one of these tools. We've shared time trade in the past, but you, uh, you can book me as, is a great tool. I like them because they're all becoming web-based, they're easy, they interact well, and the other nice thing about this one is is it works with a Google Calendar or iCloud. So you don't have to be running a corporate environment with Outlook Exchange servers and all that. Just go in, get You Can Book Me. There's a free package that you can choose, and you just basically get your appointment set up. Well, it's really interesting uh, for people who do what we do for a living and anybody who has to schedule appointments, um, it, it makes a, a huge difference to have something that automates this piece. I mean, there's nothing worse than going back and forth on email and trying to figure out if this fits your day and my day and what time. Now I've got to where I, I use one of these tools. I'm going to take a close look at this one, too, because I, I see some things that maybe we can improve. But when you can just send out a link, Miles, and let somebody choose what works and have it all automate and inform you and do the follow-ups, that's good stuff, man. No, it really is. And I think, you know, as I said, and by the way, Scott Skokroff, uh, thanks for joining. I haven't talked to you for a while, but nice to see you on. Um, and you bet. Glad to share the tip. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, to me anyway, stands out about you booked me from some of the competitors is you've got lots of flexibility for how it looks. I mean, they're, they're elegant, they're, they're really tight, or they're real flamboyant and flashy. You pick based on your business, what industry you're in, and what your personal preferences are. So um, I think more and more, um, we, we want the freedom to be able to express ourselves and our personality and our business style, but we still want and need that technology. And I think that's really the benefit of this is with programs and, and um, tools like You Can Book Me, we're being given the opportunity to custom tailor our entire online existence. And that really, to me, is where this stuff really starts to take off. Because once you get it, at least in my experience, once you get it integrated, you forget about it. It's just on autopilot. It just keeps working for you. And I know I think back and I think, man, what did I do in the past? You know, what I would go through what I still do sometimes if I'm working with a client uh, or a prospective client, and they don't have any automation set up, 
and I've got to work through them and their calendaring system, uh, uh, there's days, at least behind the scenes, where there's no video camera. I'm just putting my head on my hand going, my gosh, guys, you're killing me here. Yeah, Miles Austin joining us for the X's and O's segment. As we do each and every week, we talk about a different kind of productivity tool, something that can make a difference, move the needle for your business and your personal performance. This is one of the big ones, I think. Uh, find Miles Austin online, by the way, on Twitter, at Miles Austin. Check out his phenomenal website and his blog at fillthefunnel.com. Uh, really fantastic stuff. Uh, in the, because when people, when I talk to entrepreneurs and salespeople, Miles, um, it, just little small chunks of time can add up over time. And this was one for me. I'll tell you what I did. I use a scheduling tool. I, I took my link, which was some big monster thing. I went to Bitly, created a custom link. I can send it out to people, and it's click, click. Oh, there's a time that works for me and you both, and I get notified. They get notified. It goes on my schedule. I, I cannot tell you how much that has streamlined my coaching practice. Absolutely. The thing for me is I get a lot of people that want to just kind of connect and just ask and inquire if, if I have – what they're looking for, if it's something that I can help them with in their business. So like you, I have, um, you know, and I, similar scenario, I have a shortened URL that's just um, URL slash 15MIN, and I've created a whole series of these, and I call it that 15-minute exploratory call. I have that sure. link on my website. I have it on uh, my LinkedIn profile, and by the way, just having it within my listed links in my LinkedIn profile, I get a call probably on average one a week, sometimes two or three a week, based on what my, my public schedule looks like and if I'm out in public or if I'm doing more work out of the home. But I'll get that link. It's designed specifically by me for those times when I'm willing to take a 15-minute call early in the morning, later in the evening, uh, maybe a couple times during a week, maybe on a Tuesday and a Thursday, let's just say it, at 11 o'clock, but I pick those times for that specific purpose, for an exploratory call from people that I've never met with. They pick a time, they book it on their calendar, and I know going in, two things. I always ask them to provide the phone number that I can call them at, so I know I'm in control to go actually follow up and make sure I'm calling them. Secondarily, I know what the call's about. They want to explore if, if I have tools or capabilities that they might be able to hire uh, in our business. And so in some cases, it might be a new tool they want me to review, whatever. But I know going in what that topic of conversation is with people that I've never met before. That's huge in a day-to-day -day busy lifestyle. Yeah, it makes a big difference, too, when they know it's a limited to 15 minutes as well, because clearly it, it, these things can get out of hand. And when people want to use your time or, or just, uh, you know, ask one more question, that kind of thing. I mean, it's a delicate situation professionally, but clearly uh, those kinds of things can add up over time. It can. In fact, with the tool we talked about last week with PayPal.me, you have an opportunity, and you can do it here with you book me. Uh, you can book me um, is that you can also integrate billing into this. And so when I have, as an example, when, and I've started to experiment with this with my consulting calls, uh, when I have a client that wants that one hour of consulting time, um, they can, we go in, we book it, and I haven't used billing through this program, but I can send them a link and say, look, here's the PayPal.me, put, you know, put my rate there after it, I get a payment in my account, I see it in my calendar, and we're done. Yeah, good stuff. Episode number 70 today. Hard to believe we've been doing this for 70 weeks now, Miles, but uh, number 70, 
uh, almost in the can. And the interesting thing is we talk about technology. I want to shift gears just a little bit uh, before we wrap up, and that is very early on, one of the first shows we did, we talked about Skype. And as it turns out today, Skype is down worldwide. We're having a, a little bit of a technical challenge today just getting hooked up with our engineers and our studio and all those kinds of things. But some things have happened at Skype. Uh, that's a challenge today notwithstanding. But so, some things have evolved at Skype. Talk a little bit about that. Well, look, I think the main thing is it's now a Microsoft company. Um, some people will believe the artists just because wait a minute, of that. Wait a minute. Oh, no. where's, where's Microsoft again? I don't oh, have any yeah. clue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't pay the phone bill, but no. And I, you know, it's really funny. I had a, a brief online conversation today on an earlier broadcast I was doing, and and one of the comments was, "Well, what do I care if Skype's down?" I said, "You know what? Great question. And if you're not using Skype, maybe that's okay. But I think we should all care because if if whatever reason a service that is as worldwide as and as ubiquitous as Skype can go down, whether it was by accident or someone took it down. I don't know the information there yet, but you better care because it's the world we live in. And I, and, and I always tell people, if you can't get Skype, who cares? Care, because at some point it's going to be your phone service or your Internet connection. And if they can take it down, and, and obviously there are bad people that want to do those things, you got to be aware of what. how do I handle my life, my business, and my day-to-day activities if I don't have internet and the connectivity and the tech that we all live with every day. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, you and I have never talked about uh, backup or redundancy or cloud-based uh, protection or any of those kinds of things, but, but clearly a lot of those tools have almost become non-negotiable, Miles, with as much as we have. I know, um, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but we talked about Amazon Web Services and some things like that. More and more people are beginning to move in those kinds of directions uh, as a guy who studies this for a living, you do this on an everyday basis. Um, I mean, w- w- what, are, what are we looking at five, ten years from now? I mean, is this going to become a part of everybody's daily routine? I, look, I, you know, for a lot of people that I interact with, it already is, Kelly. I think, you know, each of us. There's, I'll, I'll, you, I sent you an email this morning, if we recall it, or yesterday. I said, hey, by the way, I don't have my iPhone for the next two days. I was going through withdrawals. I've been walking around all morning tapping my, wanting to reach in just to see what time it is. I don't wear a watch anymore. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't remember my own home phone number. Someone asked, how do I call you home? I didn't remember what it was. I had to get to my desktop. So I think, you know, the truth is, I think we're all in the early stages of this whole thing with uh, wearable tech, things like the Apple Watch and others. Um, I read a great post this morning by a guy that I follow, Michael Hyatt, and he said, you know, I was wrong about Apple Watch. He had written a post when it came out said, ah, it's, a, it's just a waste, and, you know, we just kind of consume things, really don't need it. Well, he, long story short, he had to buy his, uh, his watch died. He had to buy a new watch. He said, well, I'll go back in one more time. This is his third time into the store, right? Wow. He left with the watch. But <laughs> and he said, I've had it, I don't know, for some period of time, a week or so. And he went through the five or six reasons in his blog post, uh, michaelhyatt.com. It was really an interesting post. I thought, what he just described is what most people will experience, whether they go into it because they want tech or they just want the convenience in their life. So right. I, I personally believe that with the Internet of everything, you know, and, and it's just everything out there is Internet now, and your refrigerator is making adjustments, and you can turn off and on your lights and all of that. 
it will start to go into the background. And I think that's, I know in, in the web tools business of working with sales organizations, when your tools can become invisible, you know you've nailed it right. Because you no longer think about the technology, you're just doing the things you need to do, right? And so right. I think in our personal lives it's going to happen the same way, and I, I still don't own an uh, a, a, a Apple Watch uh, as of right now. I don't have an iPhone. I'm going crazy. But, you know, I mean, it's, I, I, I related to what Michael said in his post today. I thought, you know, there really is some value there, and, and hopefully um, developers, and there's so much innovative thinking going on, they're going to keep pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope. A great example is today's tool, right? There's other apps that have been out there. Right? Right. Do scheduling. These guys looked at it and said, okay, I think we can do it better. I can make it better looking. I can integrate payments. I can do some other things. And then they can all web enable. So I don't need to worry about is it a, is it a PC version or a Mac version? Is it available online? Is it available on an iPhone or a smartphone or a, you know, an Android? It doesn't matter. So there's continually great technology being developed. And I believe that it's the open-mindedness of all of us as individuals that will dictate how comfortable or how frustrated we are in the days ahead. If you just open your mind and let it come and just consider things, um, I have people that are 70, 75 years old that I interact with, and I hear from them often. I go, you know what? They're telling me about some new thing they're doing. I just smile. I go, man, I'm not even there yet. How, you know, how did you learn about it, and how do you use it, etc.? cetera? Um, so it's good. And then well, you've got, you know, you got the young... You've you got the young dogs like you know, Jack Kosakowski, and you know, he says dinosaurs, but that guy can't even get out of bed in the morning unless he has some technology to wake him up. So, Yeah, but you deserve that. You're the guy that says you're hanging out with 70, 75-year-olds. Hey, um, uh, quick question, though. Jack, uh, in one of his more serious moments, did have something uh, to offer. He said, he said, you know, the thing about it is Skype is a free service. Uh, do you get what you pay for? I, I think that's a good question. You know, you can pay for GoToMeeting or WebEx or something like that. It, they're not cheap. They're, they're not ridiculous, but they're not cheap either. Is being a free service a part of the, the issue that you're dealing with there? Um, yes and no. I mean, look, there, you can pay for Skype if you choose to. I pay for Skype. I have it for international, um, you know, long land-distance calls. So I don't do everything just over the free version of Skype. And so... Obviously, right. Microsoft bought it because they saw money in it. They sniffed out their money, and there's corporate sure. plans, and there's a lot of more advanced things. Now, I'm not on an enterprise plan, so don't get me wrong. I don't know if there's other performance advantages or not. So, um, you know, he has a good point, um, but the truth is WebEx, I, I, <laughs> WebEx, go to WebEx, all of, I mean, Hangouts, I was just on a Hangout before I jumped on with you, Kelly, and one of the guys lost his audio. The other guy, we couldn't hear him because his video and audio together Coming out of Canada couldn't handle both, right? So it's technology. Quit worrying about, and I tell people, quit complaining about what does or doesn't work. It will fail from time to time. But most of the time it's up, it's running, it's functional, and if from time to time it's kind of a pain in the neck, that's okay. Take a deep breath, chill out. Jack can go take his medicine and go over to the corner, and then the rest (laughs) of us will be fine. (laughs) Hey, well, I love technology, and I've got to tell you, man, having you on the show to do this segment has been fantastic. That's going to wrap it up for episode number 50. He's Miles Austin, fillthefunnel.com. Every week we get a glimpse into something big on the technology side. And over the course of 70 shows, I've probably implemented 20-some-odd new tools. And uh, it, it really has made a huge difference in my life. Many thanks to John Fraser, BizBuzz America, 
for being a part of the show today. We're off next week, October 5. We're back. Jeb Blunt will join me. We're going to start a series of show on sales. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, we're going to be live on Blab, too. Hey, that's going to do it. I'm Kelly Riggs. Follow me at Kelly Riggs on Twitter. Find us at bizlockerradio.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Biz Locker Radio with Kelly Riggs. For more compelling interviews and cutting-edge business content, make sure you join us here again next week. Biz Locker Radio airs every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 3 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Biz Locker Radio is presented by the Business Locker Room. All rights reserved. Opinions expressed by guests on the show may not be the opinions of Business Locker Room Incorporated.